Hello and welcome to Purpose First. I'm Paul McGilvery and I'm interested in speaking to business leaders, mentors and coaches about the tools, techniques and methods they use to help businesses to scale up and create a positive impact in the world. In this episode, I'm going to be talking with Sapna Puru. She's a branding and marketing consultant. And the reason I think it's important to get our branding right is because if we're going to make an impact in the world, we need to present ourselves to the world in the best possible light. And in order to do that, we need to go deep. We need to get clear on our values, our vision, our purpose. And it's only when we're really clear on that that we can present present that to the world. And that's what branding is really all about. And that's what Sapna's all about. So I'm really delighted to have Sapna here on the show with us today. Sapna Puru, did I spell? Did I say your surname right? You did. You did. Um, okay, and awesome. you gave me how to pronounce your surname as well. So, what was it? Excellent. Um, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, Paul. It's really good to have you on. So let me tell you guys a bit about Sapna. So Sapna is an award-winning founder of brand consultancy Innovisions ID. She's an author and a speaker. And her 25-year campaign has spanned design, marketing, advertising, and media sales. She's worked with big brands like Rimmel, Mercedes, and Sony Ericsson at design agencies and large media owners such as Chrysalis, EMAP, and Telegraph Media Group. That is quite a start to your CV, Sapna. So how did you get there? Tell us, tell us about what you do and how you got here. Um, my career is, yeah, 25 years. So it's been quite meandering, um, and, uh, but, but I've always followed the fun. Um, I've always had lots of fun doing what I do. Um, so I studied graphic design uh, many, many years ago. Um, and I realized that when I was doing my course, that most designers and we weren't being prepared for the world of business. Um, so the, the course taught you how to design, but you actually didn't know anything about business coming out the other end. So I decided, um, even at that younger age, to, uh, to, 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 to redress that by doing a marketing course as well. So I took a postgraduate in marketing. And that kind of gave me this, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully able to build, bridge that gap between marketers and business owners um, and, um, and the world of design. Um, but then what happened is I fell into, into radio. I got offered a job by the local radio station. Um, obviously, that's not a very visual medium. Um, but I figured that I might get to meet Robbie Williams. So um, <laughs> 24, 25. Um, and, um, and I thought, well, you know, hanging out with pop stars would seem like quite a, quite a fun thing to do. And um, so I joined the marketing team there. And it was B2B and B2C uh, marketing. So I would help the sales team with their sales collateral, their brochures, um, sales packs to take out there. We also also did the advertising um, for the actual radio stations. I was working for seven radio stations um, across the northeast and Yorkshire. And um, and uh, so, so yeah, I ended up doing design for our, for our clients as well. Then the sales teams would go out and say, uh, to the guys, if you, you know, if you, if you spend with us on your radio advertising, we'll do your press ads for free. So we started doing cross media advertising really before that coin, that, that term was coined. Um, but it meant that their message stayed consistent across the, across the platforms. Um, and we could keep that creative, um, you know, kind of consistent everywhere it showed up. So, so that was kind of the beginning of my, my career. Um, I then I stayed there for a, a three years and decided that I should really get some proper design experience um, at um, a, you know, a, a design agency. So I ended up go, going back into the, world of, or into the world of design and worked at various design agencies. But I really missed radio um, mm. and I really missed partying with you know, um, pop stars and going to free gigs. And I was still in my 20s. Um, so um, I found sitting at Mac all day uh, a, little, a little bit dull. So I went back into radio. 
but this time because there aren't many design jobs in radio I because uh, I've created sorry what I've got to say was I was in the marketing team but I ended up taking on board all the design that we were pitching out to agencies I took it in-house um, but seeing as there aren't actually many design jobs in radio I went back into radio and decided to go into sponsorship and promotions mm. so then I was working directly with brands who were launching products um, or um, you know I sort of worked on the, the the launch of Selfridges in Manchester I was working at Galaxy no, the Chrysalis Network group at that point um, and so when Selfridges were launching or when Kellogg's were launching do you remember Kellogg's Squares mm-hmm. they, they came out when I was working at Galaxy so that, so they take take a new product um, and, um, and promote it on air and I'd come up with the ideas you know when you hear all next week we're giving you the chance to win with I came up with those ideas for the competitions sold uh, okay. clients and made that you know put the radio schedule together work with the djs to make them come to life um and then um, and then dealt with the winners at the end as well so um sort of fulfill the prizes so it was great fun absolutely fantastic fun got to go to loads of events um and came down to london and did that for kiss 100 and magic 105.4 uh so they actually very different stations but they come out of the same studios so they were both owned oh, by really? yeah 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 i also worked for atlantic 252 for a very short time do you remember them yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so quite a lot in the dance radio, um, you know, and, and, and I always wanted to work for Kiss, so um, so I was kind of like pinched myself when I when I got there. Um, so again, still doing S&P, but um, also tying it in with marketing and events and, and, and things like that as well. So, so I managed, you know, got to go to the Mobos and got to go to the Brits and Dance Star Awards, and it was it was amazing. The Empire um, Movies uh, Awards as well, um, because I then moved over to the cross media team and suddenly was working across Empire Magazine and Q Kerrang, Mo- Mojo, Mix Mag, Smash Hits. Wow. So working again, working with big brands. So this is when Sony Ericsson came into play, um, and they sponsored the uh, the, the um, uh, Empire. Uh, awards so i would work with that client and make sure that their marketing messages were coming across whilst they they help fund the awards basically without their sponsorship the, the awards wouldn't happen um and then take it all the way through from magazine advertorials through to um online through to um you know partnerships with uh, the times so the times got exclusive access to us to our stars and, and got interviews with them and then you know in exchange for sony ericsson being in there as well um, and then um, obviously sponsorship of the event and making sure that their branding was on point there. So it was great because I had that design background and the marketing background, but now I was using it in a commercial sense. So, so I did that for, for a while and then uh, the Telegraph came and had, uh, had hunted me. So I went and did it for the Telegraph. Uh, not, not such cool brands, uh, but certainly it was more grown up. And I was working then with, I was head of motors for a while. So I was working with uh, the likes of, um, you know, kind of Mercedes and, and Volkswagen. So I got Volkswagen to sponsor the Ashes coverage um, in, in, in the Telegraph. Um, so doing some quite innovative stuff there because obviously when, in newspapers, the news gets printed the night before. Um, and so the ashes were being played overnight and people were waking up and, and the results wouldn't be in the paper. So we had to be more innovative and we were doing stuff on Blackbridge. Remember Blackberries? Um, so mm. you know, people could sign up to get Blackberry alerts. Um, and so it was quite innovative uh, ways of getting brand, brand messages out there. So I did that and then I moved into mobile advertising because the, the bottom started falling out of press and people were being made redundant left, right and centre. Um, and I thought, well, what's nascent? What's the new, new, um, you know, kind of places that that people are, are kind of gravitating to? So I worked in mobile advertising for a while, um, including um, O2 Media. Um, so that's kind of my media background. And, and mm. as you can see, I, I was combining knowledge of marketing and design and, and doing what I was doing, but helping brands bring their bring their uh, messages to life in innovative and, and, and inspiring ways. Um, so then it wasn't it, it was sort of explain that it wasn't a short it wasn't too too far a, a step to then after I um, had my second child I actually got postnatal depression after the first child I'd gone back into media and I was doing um, uh, consultancy work just three days a week because I wanted to you know be 
the main care of my children uh, for my child. But after the, the second child, I got postnatal depression mm-hmm. um, and I had to take myself out of the world of media because it was very fast paced. It was very long hours, yeah. lots of boozy lunches, lots of late nights and events. And I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, and I didn't want to do it anymore. I felt quite fragile. Um, I, you know, didn't, didn't feel that I, I, it was full of 20 year olds and 30 year olds doing it. And by now I was, I was in my forties and I didn't really, didn't really feel I was that person anymore. And I wanted to be around for my children. So I set up my company. Um, well, actually it kind of happened by accident. My husband, um, joined KPI, uh, which is a, a business accelerator program. And that's how, how we met, um, Paul through the same network. Um, and, um, he, he joined while I was on maternity leave or just, I I didn't, I didn't come back from maternity leave. Basically I stayed off for three years, but he joined KPI and I did his branding. Um, obviously my design background, um, did his branding. It got seen as one of the KPI events in a room full of 65 entrepreneurs. Um, Andrew Priestley, um, who was the, uh, the, the speaker at the time, um, held the brochure up and as a, you know, a glowing example. And this is the gold standard guys. This is what you should be, um, aiming to achieve. Um, and then he said, to, um, Andrew, can, can you get Andrew? Can you tell people how how you achieve this, um, you know, kind of result? So he, you know, spoke about the process of putting together the, the brochure. But a few hands went up, and they were like, Yeah, but how did you make it look so good? Um, and he just kind of shrugged and went, well, What's a graphic designer? And he no came way! Back so that's how it started there, right? Yeah, he like came that. back that day with seven business cards of people who I'd never met who wanted me to work with them. And, and I sort of tell this story and I was literally in the kitchen. I had a baby on one hip and a toddler at my feet and I was, you know, making tea. And, and, he, went, and he went, you know, these people want to work with you. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, and at the time, I was actually studying a second degree in interior design um, because I thought that was going to be my new career. It was something that I could, you know, do from home and fit it around the kids and, uh, and all of that. And then I kind of thought, well, this is the opportunity that's just been given to me. I'm very good at taking the opportunity. I thought, well, I could start an interior design company with zero clients or I could this was actually everything that I've been doing in the past kind of came together where I could help entrepreneurs to look good but also to help them with their communications because I've worked in media and I've you know worked on advertorials and done copywriting and da, da, da. so so those two things have come together and that's and that's really how Innovisions ID started four years ago. Fantastic. Well, that, that's wonderful to hear that journey. Yeah, I hadn't realised that it that that it was that, that was the turning point there at the meeting with um at the you know the the conference with Andrew Priestley. Yeah. So, I suppose yeah, it'd be good to just go look. go back. <laughs> Did you, when you, I find it very interesting that so often in people's lives and careers we have this moment where everything just seems to fall apart it certainly happened with myself and and you know it's happened with so many people fall apart is maybe a bit extreme but often we have these moments where there's a turning point and it's like this isn't going the way I wanted it to go and you have to look at things differently so it feels like that as, as awful as that depression might have been actually you were able to find something in that because you're able to look at look at the you know your life in a new perspective and say actually I know what I want to do now um or maybe you didn't quite know until in, until it took three years it took three years I mean for the first part part of it I was broken you know and I was fragile and um didn't know, feel, feel emotional just talking about it um but uh you know it I didn't know who I was I lost all my confidence um and so I needed to, uh, to to get better first I started running um as a as a way to kind of get outside and so I felt awful about my post baby baby body as well I felt fat I felt unattractive and you know, and so I started running to try and lose that weight and also to raise money for cancer research because my best friend Lizzie um, had passed away um, a couple of years previously, which also didn't help. Um, uh, you know, so I, I thought I'd do something positive and raise some money for cancer research um, in her in her memory. Um, and so that helped getting out in the in the fresh air and, you know, and, and losing the weight. Um, but then also I did CBT 
Um, so it took a while uh, to, before this was about three years later when when the penny dropped that actually mm. I could start another business and I could do something different and help mm. others. Awesome to to help others in a, in a way that you kind of had helped yourself, I guess, to to step out there and get out there amongst the world again. Yeah, yeah, um, make make them mm. more visible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so should we go back to basics a little bit, just in case that there's there's people listening or watching purpose first now and saying okay so what's branding got to do with purpose what's branding got to do with the, the whole the whole mission of purpose first so let's just let's just rewind a, a tiny bit here um from my perspective obviously i work with a lot of design i work in software we've done a lot of graphic design and, and websites and that kind of thing and as far as i'm concerned if if a customer comes to me with no brand or a bad brand that's the first thing we look at before we talk about their software um I want the people that are doing good in the world to do as much good as possible in the world. I want massive impact. And so what I believe you're doing is you're setting them up for that impact. You're setting them up to, to make sure that they know who they are, um, who and who they can be and how they can affect others. And what I've seen of the branding that you've done, which is all the branding I've seen that you do, it has stood out and it's, it's been awesome. Um, you kind of know now if Saturn has done that. Um, which I think is just, I think that's just incredible considering, you know, how large the world of, of graphic design and branding is. I think that's awesome. Um, so I thought I'd just explain that to the list, the listeners as well. I don't know if you've got a take on that, how, how branding can actually empower and, and enhance the work that you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I work with, um, a lot of entrepreneurs, well, basically pretty much exclusively entrepreneurs now. Um, over the last four years and so I've dealt with uh, hundreds of them and the, the the main thing that I found the thing that I love about what I do now is um is the turnaround in them as, as people as, as as you know they come they come to me quite often I, I work with startups as well I work with police officers who are uh, coming out of the police force through a program called shifts to success mm-hmm. and um, I'm a brand mentor and I and I sort of help them because obviously they've come out of a life of public service and they they haven't got a business uh you know kind of head or business experience quite a, quite a lot of the time um so they they need teaching about, about branding and why it's important from the from the ground up so i so i do these branding days um but then some of them then choose to work with me afterwards um and and and, and you know one one entrepreneur one one of these police officers actually i do these one day branding workshops uh where we i sit and work one to one with a with a, a business owner and we really get to the core of you know what their vision is and and how you know what's the difference they want to make what's what's the transformation they're going to bring to their customers lives um and we work on that in the morning um and then we look at their brand values and actually what are the values what are the non-negotiable um you know kind of parts of the business that you know sort of traits that you want in your business the values that you are you know obviously you work with people who want to make an impact um i i do as well that's that's something that's actually very core to what to what we do as well um so i i want entrepreneurs who want to make a positive difference in the world um and and they're, and they're the people that i really love working with um so we we hone in on the brand values because i always say look your logo is not your brand so many entrepreneurs think that their logo is their brand and they go oh, you know i've got my branding done I've got a logo i'm like right okay have you got brand guidelines no um, have you got a color palette? Do you know what your typeface is like? No, no, no. So they haven't got that on the on the surface, but this is all at the tip of the iceberg. And I always say like the branding is like the tip of the iceberg, the visible bit at the top. There's so much more below the water. And this is what we work on in the morning. So the inner brand is the brand values. It's the brand personality. 
um, sorry, I've, I forgot to say, I've got a vision uh, process, which people, I take people through. So the V is, is the vision, the, the visualized part, where are you now, where do you want to go and your customers? Um, the inner brand is, um, what are your brand values? Uh, what's your brand personality? So if the values are inner, how does that transpire in terms of your brand personality? And then also what's your brand voice? So so what is the language that we use to communicate how brilliant your company, your, you know, your, your company is? And what's also what's um, interesting and, and important is what's the language we don't use? Um, and this becomes really important if as the business scales, um, because you're going to start outsourcing your social media, for example, uh, getting other people, other people are going to be writing about you. So you need to be able to have that um, sort of documented as well. Mm, absolutely. Um, which is the S part of the vision process. And this is why you say that, that the branding that I create stands out. because I'm a big believer that if you don't, um, you know, stand out. Um, you're, you're, you're as good as invisible, basically. Um, there's so many people out there wanting, uh, you know, the business and, 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 and are in your space, you know, for the same clients that, um, if, if they look better than you do and they look, uh, more professional and, and slicker than you do, then they're more likely to get the business. It doesn't matter how good your product is or your service. Um, but people do judge books by their cover. Um, and we are visual creatures. Um, so you've got six or seven seconds to make an impact um, and that before people um, scroll scroll by. And if, if you haven't got them um, attracted to what, what it is you do, you know what it's like when you go on a website, Paul, and you get that whirring, you know, as, as things are taking time to load up. Um, and, and what do you do? You know, you, you click away because. Mm, absolutely. So if, you're, if your website isn't on point and it's not, it's not visually appealing and it's not loading up properly, people will click away. You've lost them. Same with your social media posts. You know, if people, people scroll. And so you've got to have something that's going to grab the attention. And the first thing is going to be the visual before they even get to press play or to click in and find out what it is that you're saying. But that visual, it, it's that visual is nothing unless you've done the V and the I, unless you know, first of all, who you actually are and where you want to go, then then that can't come from you. And so it has to start with that. I love that you start with the values. Um and, and, and work with, okay, who, who actually am I? And then where do I want to be? And then it feels like this process is a matter of seeing who you want to be and then changing things around so that you can, you have a journey to become that person in effect, uh, as far as the world. Yeah, I've had clients saying that it's like therapy because we spent mm. all morning do, doing this discussion and we, and the standout part is basically we then start looking at competitor analysis as well. And, and, you know, what are they doing right? And what are they not doing right? And we pull that apart um, and then just take elements from that. Uh, because you want to create a brand that is that still resonates, people still get what it is you do, but then we we put a twist on it to make it visually convey that you're different from everyone else. Um, yes. So, uh, and there's three ways you can do that: there's type, color, and imagery. That's the three elements of of your branding. Um, and, and 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 we do get visual then. We we start to we we start to move towards the visual side because that's the stuff that's actually going to grab people's attention in the first place before they find out. Uh, before they go deeper so yeah we, but we always start them the whole of the morning is is this kind of talking there's no design in the, in the morning and then in the afternoon we dedicate that to design um but it works it absolutely works and actually i've had um you know business owners so they, they feel like they um had uh, one business owner who had to take a, a call at lunchtime in the in the break and um and she actually said she was talking about her business differently as a result of going through that first morning she was pitching her own business differently um and she won the wow. business as well so, you know, um, so it brings brand clarity. I see the confidence grow in, in entrepreneurs that I work with. I had one entrepreneur come in the door and she was all bowed, you know, sort of kept, her body language was, you know, rounded shoulders and, and, and she was quiet. And she, she, she said to me, I'm shitting it. Um, and I said, sorry, you know, and she said, I'm absolutely shitting it. And I'm like, well, why? 
And she went, well, this is the day that my business becomes real. Wow. Um, this is the day that for, for, for entrepreneurs who were starting a business, um, and Alex Siri always talks about it, about it being like a pregnancy. You've got an idea for a business and it's inside you and no one else can see it. No one else knows what it looks like and it's not tangible yet. It's, it's there. You know it's there, but other, other people don't. And having your branding done, he said it felt like his, his business was born. Mm. Um, somebody actually called me branding doula the other day and I was like I'm not not sure I want to go with that as my as my strap line Um, but you know but it's this it is quite emotional we go through all of this in the morning and then the afternoon I've had had several clients cry tears of joy Mm. when they finally see their logo and they see their brand brought to life Um, I'm not surprised I mean really branding is the manifestation of who you are if you've got it right yeah so and it's so rarely done right so rarely done right but because I work one-to-one and because we do all this foundation work um, and really get to the core of what makes that entrepreneur tick and really get to the core of what what makes the business unique um, and Mm. and really get to the core of what your customer journey is and why you know why you're going to do this and what the transformation is going to be we we can work on that together and we build a more powerful brand because I'm, I'm huge on collaboration. And I think that this this method is uniquely collaborative because most of the time, uh, you know, an entrepreneur will give a brief to a designer. Designer goes off to a darkened room and, you know, creates in isolation and second guess it. You, there's a lot of second guessing. You know, I've been that designer um, and I've also been the client. And that's that's the thing I could I could see whether the, the miscommunications happen and where there was that, you know, there was no bridge between the two. You only have to watch The, the Apprentice to see how bad um, you know, design can be, can get um, when, you know, business people are, are briefing uh, designers and there's no communication there. Those designers yeah. are not allowed to speak. Um, and I think they just have to take direction there, but you don't get any input. But what I do is, is you know, uniquely collaborative. And, and what you get there is not only can we get that brand nailed in a day um, because it's two brains working on it and it's the business owners making those decisions as we go through, but they end up with a brand they really feel invested in um, because they've helped create it. You know, they'll say to me, you know, wow, this is amazing. Thank you. And I'm like, thank you. You helped create this brand. Um, and they feel so much more ownership of it. I've, I've seen so many times when um, a client, for example, has um, has gone through this process where they've, they've briefed a designer and the designer comes up with something and then you see them sort of going, oh, yeah, no, a bit like that. Can you make it pop? Can you make it bigger? You know, classics and um, make it less pink. Um, so I can see how that collaborative process w- w- would be really powerful because they, they, bought, they birthed it too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, worse though is, is that you get, you get clients who, who's, I've had clients come to me and they said they've worked with other designers before and they say, the designer was was crap, you know, the well, designer wasn't very good. And actually, I don't think it's that the design is not good necessarily. I think the communication isn't there mm. between the two. They, they, they talk different languages. Designers talk different languages to business people. Business people talk different languages. And, that, and so my book aims to educate the entrepreneur about branding so that they can understand what goes into it better and give better briefs to get more mm. awesome out, you know, outcomes. Um, it, it, it will increase their um, knowledge of what, what, what it is that they're asking for. And so they'll be able to give a much clearer direction to the designer. That's the idea anyway. Awesome. Awesome. Love that. Okay, so we've done visualise, inner brand, stand out, image. Yeah, image is, um, is, is the way we start pulling together type, colour and imagery. And this is where we start to, to pull together the look. Um, and then um, outcomes is well, whatever the outcomes that that, that business owner actually wants. But the, at the very minimum of a branding project, um, I would say that you need to have brand guidelines. You, you're not fully mm-hmm. branded until you you have those brand guidelines because they will help you stay consistent. 
Um, mm. And consistency is key because if you appear on different platforms looking differently, people aren't going to join up the dots and make the connection. Um, and again, you've only got those few seconds to make that impression. So outcomes is about is about getting the, the, the tools that you're going to need for your business, including brand guidelines, but it may be the website, it may be the brochure. Um, that's, that's, that's that part of it. Um, and uh, in the book, I forgot to say, we haven't actually said what the title of the book is. It's Let's Get Visible. Um, Let's Get Visible. Okay. It's out, it's out um, in January. So uh, it's coming out... Um, on the 23rd of January, there's a, uh, so, so that's when it's launching. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's the outcome. And then the last part of the vision process is N for nurture. Um, and this is about nurturing your brand and looking after it as your business grows. So um, what I see time and time again is business owners will get their new, shiny new brand guidelines, and then they go off and I see some abominations um, then done in in the name of their brand because they hand those brand guidelines to people who don't know what they're doing with them. Um, I would say you can have a Michelin starred recipe, right? You can have a recipe written by a Michelin starred chef, and people can still screw it up. So yeah. in the wrong hands. So what they'll do is they'll take those brand guidelines and then try and do it on the cheap. Um, and I had one client who who gave his brand guidelines to a you know all you can eat um, sort of company in the Philippines um, where you pay a monthly fee and they do the design, and he sent me. Um, the, the you know what they'd done, and he went. I'm not going to ask you for everything. Certainly, but was it meant to look like this? And I, oh my god, that doesn't. Have they even read the brand guidelines? You know, it looks like nothing in your brand guidelines. Absolutely nothing. So then I said, because he was launching on LinkedIn, and he's a he's very prominent on there. He's got thousands and thousands of followers. Um, and I just thought, oh my god, that's going to reflect really badly on me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I said to him, look, let me do this piece of work for you, please, because that's going to reflect badly on me as well. So, um, so you've got to, so nurture is about looking after your brand and actually we do a nurture package, which is, um, what we've started to incorporate a, a nurture, um, uh, part into our, into our full branding package actually, which is a three month coaching program, um, with the business owner to help them roll their brand out. Cause having got the brand guidelines, that's not, that's the beginning of your brand. Mm-hmm. That's not the end of, and, and we want to launch it, you know, kind of with ease and with, so it looks good um, and it reflects well on the business owner and, and on us. It's completely selfish, um, but you know, we want it to go, to go looking, go out looking, looking as it should. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's, that's the nurture part of our package. And, 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 it, and it's quite a unique thing, I think, again, um, in that we support business owners um, as they're rolling it out and, and, and it helps them grow their business faster as well. That's awesome. Love it. Love it. I love the nurture bit at the end. I think that's so essential. Just the idea is something that we do in, in our company with our um, our software systems. Um, we couldn't just build them and then give them to a client and then just leave them with it. There's constant improvement. There's constant evaluation and incremental movements as the business moves and, and as as the impacts start to be felt. So I can totally see how that would that would make sense to do, do that with the branding as well. Yeah, I mean, we don't just do it with the business owner. We do it with their suppliers as well. So we can we can take, you know, the, we, the, the package includes training for up to three people. So the business owner can choose that if it's their PA or their social media person or their web developer also gets that tuition in the, in the brand as well. So um, mm. and support for the first three months. Awesome. Awesome. OK, so let's talk a bit more then about the book because obviously the book the book is presenting this vision process i would i would imagine it does yeah shall i get i'll just go and grab a copy of the book I should yeah have yeah it. yeah do for sure. with me i'm just going to disappear okay. Ta-da. fantastic let's get visible let's get visible yeah and so let me just read the sub the sub headline there can we see it there we go get brand clarity stand out in your industry and supercharge your business growth so this is the book that was shortlisted last night at the business book awards 
And it wasn't in the category you expected it to be in. Is that no, right? no. Um, they, they uh, originally, um, I was told to enter it into this uh, personal development um, category, which I thought was a, a, a little odd. But um, there didn't seem to be a natural fit for this uh, for this book. And then, so I, so when they first started reading out the the shortlists for the um, startup inspiration, I wasn't even looking at the screen, so I didn't actually notice. That my and I hadn't heard you know my name even I was I think I was talking to someone at the time and somebody came up and congratulated me and I was like what what okay <laughs> so so um I hasten to add I don't just work with startups um but but obviously this is a great way to start if you are starting a business um this is a, you know a great book um to, to kind of understand why branding is important but I think any um you know a, a lot of the people that were my beta readers for the book had uh, you know had had companies for 10 years or so and were like oh my god I completely get it now I completely understand why brand is important so um yeah and I'm working with I'm working with that particular client as well awesome nice one so you is it exclusively talking through the vision process or do do you embellish that and add because I, I can imagine because what you've described with the vision process is very much a collaborative effort so you must have to, to to switch your mindset to actually just be purely teaching it turns into a monologue as opposed to a collaboration exactly yeah but there are um uh, uh kind of exercises that you do throughout throughout the book so it's kind mm. of quite a you know it's quite it's quite a good book and it gets it gets your mind thinking so you know the first part of the book um, I actually talk about the rise of the brand, uh, understanding branding. So it's the rise of the brand. What what is you know what is a brand? A lot of entrepreneurs get confused with what's what's the difference between brand branding and personal brand, um, and especially for, for for entrepreneurs whose name is the their, their business is their name. So um, so I sort of put you know sort of give clarity around that, um, and then we talk about the, the three main problems uh, that people uh, kind of experience before they're branded and how how it can help, and that's um, a lack of clarity. Um, a lack of um, resource and a lack of visibility. So my my big thing is about getting people um, noticed um, in the first place because if people don't notice you in the first place, you're not going to win that business. So we talk about that. We talk about um, my do say see model. Um, can I expand on that? that... I, was, I was about to ask you about it actually. Yeah, sure. Share share with us do say see. Right. Uh, let me just find it in the book as well, and I can show you the. Um... Oh, sorry, I should should have looked at the um, page number. It's on page thirty eight. Of the book, that's the do say see model. Okay, awesome. So for the uh, audio only listeners, so we're looking at a Venn diagram with do say see. Oh, yes. Um, so um, so it's three circles uh, that inter interlink, and uh, so these are the three uh, stages of building your brand. Um, and I, you know, from from working with hundreds of entrepreneurs over the years, I've noticed a pattern emerging. So the first thing um, is the do say see model. So the first circle is the do. Um, and this is, um, you know, when you start a business, you um, focus on what your business, what is the product or service that you're selling? How are you going to make the money? How are you going to make that difference in the world? Um, what equipment do you need? What systems, what processes, what technology do you need to deliver it? Is it one-to-one? -one? Is it one-to-many? Um, what staff do you need? Um, and, you know, what's your customer experience going to be? So that's the actual nuts and bolts um, and the functioning part of your brand. It's also your customer experience, you know, the slightly more intangible, but how are things going to be delivered and what's going to be the aftercare? Um, so, um, so that's the do. And the next thing that um, entrepreneurs will uh, then focus on is, well, now we need to tell the world about it. So, how, so that's the say. Um, and because you don't tell people, then you haven't got business. 
So um, this is when you, you start, you know, honing your pitch and um, uh, people go on courses like KPI to, to, to learn how to pitch their product. Um, they write books and, or magazine articles or blogs or, you know, they create podcasts. Um, and, um, and this is all about getting their message out to the world. It's social media. It's, it's the written and the spoken word. Um, so, um, so that's their say. And um, then the thing that I see that they're doing all the time, though, is they forget about the C or they leave it till last minute um, or they brief it to their mate um, or with a Mac. Or, or I had one client who actually briefed her mum to, to do her logo. Um, it wasn't great. And then she, she came to me afterwards when she realised it wasn't hitting the spot. Um, but, you know, they try and do it on the cheap. Um, or you might go onto one of these cheap, uh, you know, websites and, uh, and, get, and get your logo done there. And it's, it's kind of like they're fairly generic logos that you, you get from there and nothing that's particularly unique, nothing that's going to make your business stand out or scream that you're a quality, uh, you know, sort of product, you've got a quality product or service. So, so that's what people do. And they don't pay the same amount of attention, time, thought um, or investment in, in their branding. Um, and but the problem is that you know it's not just it's not just the branding it's 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 what you see when you go on the website it's how your website's built it's you know it's what your brochure looks like it's it's not just a logo it's also how you present the set yourself um you'll see is how you present yourself how you turn up um you know in public and also um, the, the environment in which you conduct your business mm-hmm. so you know don't have a meeting with a client in mcdonald's you you have a, a meeting with a you know a high-end client in a nice hotel maybe or some swanky offices so it's, it's about framing your business exactly. Um, so, but people, you know, entrepreneurs will leave that to the last uh, consideration, but customers come at your brand from the sea first. It's what they see first. And it's Absolutely. only when you actually, uh, you know, first impressions do matter and you, you can judge a book by its cover and people do. And you make your first impression of someone when they walk in the room within the first few seconds, right? Um, of whether you're going to do business with this, this person or not, whether you like them or not. And it's the same with your business. So if your branding's not on point, um, you are silently uh, repelling customers. You know, you could be losing business without even knowing about it because if people click on your website and it's not loading and they and they don't like what they see, um, or I've rejected, you know, I've rejected people on, on the basis of a typo on their, their front cover of their website. So you haven't got the pride to do, if, you, if it's sloppy, then you're not, you're not giving me the right impression that you're going to look after me and my business. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that Ryanair, I think the head of Ryanair said that if we have, we have dirty trays, people assume we don't maintain our engines. I thought that was really good. Well, yes, absolutely. And I, and I think if you, if, if your branding's not, not polished and looks professional, it says an awful lot about, about the company, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. well, how are they going to look after me? And is their product as good as they, as they say it is? Is it really, mm-hmm. is that their standards? So, so the, so the do say and see have to align and they have to support each other. Um, it's the same as if if you go up to someone and um, you know and you say you're all right and and they go yeah fine and they cross on their arms and they're not looking you in the eye. There's an inconsistency. So what they're saying and what you see are actually inconsistent, and you think there's something not not quite right. People don't like inconsistent inconsistencies, and so your your do see and say have to align, um, and that's where you build your brand. If you if you don't, you you drop into these danger zones. So I identify three danger zones in the do say see model. Whether where if you've got your your do fine and your and your and your say is fine, so your your business you have got a great product or service and you say you've got a great product or service, but then your branding's not great. You are in effect rendering your business invisible because you you are repelling people away from it and you are not getting noticed and people will go to your better looking competitor, not better competitor, better looking. Um, and then if your um, do is on point and your C is fine. So you've got a great product service and it looks great. Your website looks amazing. But then have you ever been on those websites, Paul, where you go on and you go, but you can't work out what they do. I can't right. work. I can't find the information that I want. 
and I can't understand this jargon and their see their say isn't clear and I can't work out how they can help me. So again, I click away and you're losing people. That's your in- that's an incoherent business. So you can either be invisible or incoherent and you're going to be losing customers, even if your product or service is on point. The third um, danger zone, and this is the worst one, I think, is if your C and say are aligned. So you are selling the dream. You look brilliant and your pattern is great, but then you fail to deliver. So your mm-hmm. do is lacking. Then you've got an insincere business. So it's incoherent, insincere or invisible. And they're the three danger zones. So if any one of those, so that it's like a three-legged stool, I would say. If you take one of them away, the thing topples. You need all three. So, But people under, under, underestimate what the branding side can actually do for their business. But, but mm. as I say, they're, they're, they're losing sales and they don't know about it. Absolutely. So it, it all comes down to a, a sort of integrity in, in the full sense of the word, really. If you're starting with working out, well, actually, who am I? What are my values? Where am I heading? What, what do I want to do in the world? And you can you can articulate that clearly through every touch point that your potential clients have, then what you have is this coherence across everything you do, which actually can, only, can not only help um, attract new clients, but actually inform the work that you're doing as well. I imagine it can only it can only do that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't. I wish I'd spoken to you before I'd written the book because you've just said integrity, and actually, so I've got incoherent, <laughs> invisible. <laughs> um, what was the one? Oh, the other one, insincere. And what I should have put in the middle, rather than your brand, is integrity. Integrity. That's actually yeah, it's perfect. That'll be version. That'll be book number two. I'll, yeah, I'll, extended I'll, edition. I'll credit you. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, that's fantastic, Sapna. That's that's really interesting. So, I suppose just the one thing that I wanted to ask you really was, um, I would imagine that you've inspired a lot of people to really look at, at, at who they are and how they're how they're projecting themselves to, to the world now. Really. So, what would be their first steps? Um, your listener listening now. What 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 should they do to begin this process of of reevaluating their brand and, and and how they show themselves to the world? If they've got a brand already, um, I always um, do a brand assessment with any um, clients that I work with that have got established businesses, um, because it's it's quite quite often the brand that you set out with may not reflect the company that you that you are now. Especially with this particular client that I was working with that had been going for, uh, ten years. They started, you know, 10 years ago, they had that branding done. And what's happened then is that they, they've they grown. Um, they've got several people creating assets for them. Um, and, and it started to spiral out of control because there was one one strand going this way and another strand going that way. And it all started to look very higgledy-piggledy and it wasn't pulled together. So what I'd ask was, give me all your collateral. Let me see what you've got. Um, because there's, there's, there's you'll have some, some element of... Um, you know, brand recognition, obviously, and brand equity and what you've got already. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater unnecessarily if it's working. So what we, what I then do is do this brand assessment um, in detail where I look at every single piece of collateral and, 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 I, and I put them into a traffic light system. So red, amber and green. Red is um, this isn't working for you and it needs to go or it needs to change. Um, amber is this is OK. Um, it's, it's OK. It probably just needs a bit of tweak and sharpening up. Um, and we can work with that. And green is, yeah, you're doing that right. You know, that's the, the, let's keep this. This is good. Let's build on it. So, um, so it's it's about. Uh, I'm a big like, you know, it's about brand evolution, not revolution. Um, and and if you've built built some brand equity already, let's take what you've got and see what's working, and let's continue with that. If 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 that's what you want to do, um, but you know, obviously, some people will just want a complete rebrand, and and that's great as well. Um, but but some people are scared of change. So so mm. this bit kind of 
it, it tweaks it and it brings it into, um, you know, where they're, where they're, where they're, you know, where the company is right now and where, where they want to go for the future. When I work with um, startups, I only look at the next three to five years. Um, and I only design for the next three to five years because I, I do feel that as your company evolves and changes, um, and this is also in the nurture part of the, of the book, um, but as your company evolves and changes, you should evolve your branding as well. All the, all the big brands do it. And sometimes it's so subtle you don't notice. Yeah. Um, but they do, they all do it. Um, and um, but, but it just keeps it looking fresh for, you know, the, the, the pace of change, fashion's changed so quickly, technology's changing so quickly. Um, but if you keep your brand static, you are sending out a very strong message that your your business hasn't changed and your mm. business is static. So that's we, we've actually at, at remote we've we've done this. We've been going twenty years, and uh, whenever we've you, you have these sort of chapters in in your life and in your business, and whenever we've decided that we were going to slightly change or slightly level up in some way, um, we'd rebrand the whole thing and it evolved that evolved that whole brand. And it's all been subtle incremental changes, but you can imagine over over twenty years that's. It's quite a change, but so I, I, yeah, I totally agree with that. But it keeps you looking fresh, and especially for entrepreneurs, because their businesses change, you know, can can pivot and change, and they're a lot faster moving than a big, you know, multinational conglomerate. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good to keep an eye on it and just make sure that it is still it's still relevant and it's still speaking to your target audience. If your target audience audience has changed, then you need to look at your branding again. And, and maybe even just a tweak of that and sharpening it up, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I had one client who, who's actually in the States. Um, what is so lovely is that um, uh, one of my clients in the UK had a speaking gig in the States and she had her slides up. And this this other lady came up to her afterwards and said, your slides are awesome, <laughs> your branding. And so now I'm now working with this entrepreneur in the States. But, um, you know, she came to us and she was like, well, I need a slide deck doing. And I looked at her branding and I was like, I think you need a bit of a rebrand, actually. Um, you know, and she, and, and she was like, oh, but I've got this, I've got the, my book out and I've got this out and, and I don't want to change too much. So it's like, well, okay, we'll take part of what's working for you and let's just freshen it up um, because the colours she was using were absolutely awful. Um, so we kept the logo, but we freshened it up. We kept the typeface, we kept the name, but we but we freshened it up and we freshened up the colours and we, um, you know, the, she had a star in her logo and it made it look really cheap. The, the star that they were using made it made it look really bargain bucket. So we, you know, bargain, you know, like those sort of sale stickers. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like, no, 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 you can't, you know, so we, 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 we did a more beautiful star on the logo and it's just lifted everything and it just looked so fresh and she absolutely loved it. She, she can't believe the, t- the change. She was using a really nasty green and we made it a fresh teal and it just looks so much nicer now and she's just like she cannot believe that these tweaks have actually um given her her brand some new life Fantastic. Um, and, and just you know ready for the ready for the roaring 20s mm, absolutely okay so with that in mind that's perfect because the last thing i want to i want to leave leave everyone with is so what's your vision for the 20s um you work with with you start with vision with all your clients so you must have done the process with yourself i would imagine so what's yours um, to continue to grow the business, it's been double digit growth year on year. Um, so I continue to, 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 you know, keep that growth going. Obviously I, I want more speaking engagements. Um, so, you know, I, I, this morning I woke up after the awards and it was fantastic. Cause I got a, a message in my, in my inbox and um, just saying, I've just, my colleagues just told me your book's been shortlisted in the business book awards. And we've got this uh, business exposition with 20,000 visitors. Um, would you be, you know, be interested? So I'm speaking to him later today. Um, but awesome. yeah, more speaking engagements. Cause I just want to get that really, I love empowering. Um, I know it's an overused word, but, but the, the, what the thing that I do for people really helps them fly. 
And I love, I love seeing businesses flourish after I've worked with them um, and in the confidence it gives people. So I just want to get that word out and, and really help as many people as I can. And hopefully the book will help other designers. I mean, the next, the next thing I want to do is do a version two of the book, which is, 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 is aimed at designers. Mm, it's awesome. very well bringing entrepreneurs to be able to meet designers, but actually designers need to be able to understand entrepreneurs as well um, and, uh, and business owners. So it's the, it's, the, it's the mirror image of that book. Um, and then potentially, although it might not happen in 2020, is um, it, it's doing accreditation so that um, designers can train up, level up from their own skills and become visionaries. Um, and then, and then, then it becomes a mark of accreditation for business owners who want to hire a designer. It's a mark of quality that they're going to get um, uh, somebody who actually understands their business and cares about their business. Hopefully, in the same way I do. But that's a, that's a much longer term plan. Mm, fantastic, love it. Okay, so the book's out on the twenty third of January in all great bookstores um, on Rethink Press. It's on Rethink Press. It'll be it's the Amazon launch is is actually on the twenty third of January. So um, so yeah, uh, it, it, you'll be able to if you sign up. Uh, it, is this good? I presume this is going out before 23rd of January, but um, mm-hmm. if, if you sign up to letsgetvisiblebook.com, um, that's let get, letsgetvisiblebook.com, um, you, if you pop your email address in there, um, you'll get a notification when it comes out on Kindle, and we're doing a 99 pence deal uh, on launch. On launch, It's not going to be repeated again, so um, so listeners and um, viewers can, can get it at a bargain at 99 pence on that day. Okay, everyone get out and do that because I know it's going to have some, some quality work in there that's going to really help you and, and help you lift your entire, your entire business. Satna, thank you so much. Where else can people find you? You gave us the book um, internet address. Um, yeah, that's, that's the book internet address. Um, I'm, I'm uh, available on LinkedIn, um, so connect me on LinkedIn and uh, all the usual platforms. We've got Innovisions ID, that's I-N-N-E-R, Visions like my process with an S and then ID and the website is www.innovisions-id.com. Awesome. Thank you. Everyone, I'm sure I'll, I'll thank you on your, on your behalf. Thank you so much, Sapna. That's been really interesting, really enlightening. And I hope everyone's got some really, really great tips for that. So um, that's it for this, this week with uh, Purpose First. And I'll catch you next time. Thank you, everyone. So that's it from this episode of Purpose First. I hope you enjoyed that and had some great takeaways from it too. I certainly did. I love the way that Sapna has this holistic look at branding, the idea of going inside and discovering your purpose, your values, your mission, your vision, and then using that to inform how you manifest that in the world. I think if you you start there, you can really attract the right people that can help you and that you can help too, and you can make a much, much bigger difference in the world, which is what we're all about. So you can find out more about me by going to paulmcgilvery.com. And also this episode and all episodes of Purpose First were brought to you by Remote. And at Remote, we help businesses to scale up safely and run more efficiently using custom software. So find out more about us at remote.online. That's it for this episode of Purpose First, and we'll catch you again soon.